Listening Dog Media. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Offside Rule. We get it. Brought to you by a Wolves fan and a Liverpool fan. Hello and welcome to the Offside Rule. Rule. We get it live from <laughs> Wembley. I nearly messed it up already. Um, it has actually been a delay kick-up. I do apologise for that. It's Lindsay Hooper and Kate Borsay. Hello. Uh, you were busy mowing the lawn, weren't you? Well, I thought I'd help out for the Community Shield. They said they were short of a few hands here at Wembley Stadium. So on the mower I popped. I've done some beautiful square work out there. <laughs> yeah, there was the one, one Direction boys were here over the summer. Uh, they're just dressing the stadium, ready for the Community Shield this weekend and with the football season starting on August the 16th we thought why not get ourselves down here and do our boldest project to date try and launch the brand new season it's either bold or live stupid. from Wembley is it bold or stupid we don't know yet <laughs> don't know. Uh, we've got loads coming up on the show haven't we we certainly have um, some great topics to talk about and by the way you must get involved with the show yes. by using our Twitter account at Offside Rule Pod and the hashtag as well the Offside Rule Live live, live is the yeah, keyword we'll, we'll keep promoting that during the show but you may well get a mention live from Wembley here on this broadcast today. Topic-wise, well, Lynn's has been shopping. She's been down the supermarkets, drawn a bit of inspiration. The first one's called Best Buy, Better Buy. So, in other words, goodbyes this season and perhaps where people could have done better. Yes. And then we're going to talk title runaways as well. Several teams ran away with the titles in their respective leagues in Europe uh, and in England as well last season. So we're going to tip a few teams to run away with title success. We've kept the hashtag up there just to remind you in case people can't remember the Offside Rule Live. And that's how you can get in touch. We're going to keep checking all those tweets as we go on. In fact, we're going to hear from Sean Thorne a bit later. Uh, Sean is a very handsome gentleman, as you can see right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're there with your iPad had ready to go and Can we I just say yeah Sean has a pink iPad today he <laughs> looks like he's borrowed his mum's iPad but it's, it is actually yours isn't it Sean yes yeah <laughs> um, we've also got Kate Partridge doing a European preview so it's not just about our domestic league we're also going to look abroad and Kate is going to fill us in on all things La Liga Serie A Bundesliga French League uh, French League you told me kicks off on Friday okay so we'll hear from them a bit later it is 30 minutes this broadcast 30 minutes uh, what we're going to do first of all is let's talk about our, our first topic mm. best buys better buy and uh, what i did when i set this for, for you was say and, and we always have a bit of confusion over topics here uh, best buy so we wanted to pick a team in the premier league that we think have had an absolute steal bang mm. on the money a player that they couldn't have got any other better signing mm-hmm. but then likewise we want to pick a player that we think that a club could have maybe made a better purchase someone mm. who we think won't live up to the billing or the cost of their price tag so Kate who have you gone for David Espina is my first one goalkeeper gone to Arsenal Um, huge success in the World Cup with Colombia I like the guy he's 25 seems very composed very reliable and it's good for Chesney to have that bit of competition and Chesney is well aware of this I hope he's not like Chesney in that he arrives at the club and does fantastically well and then just starts to kind of level out and not really do very much. So the competition for Chesney will be great, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him. He didn't make the Emirates Cup. He had a slight thigh injury for that. Best thing about him, well, around £3.5 million from Nice. Wow. For David Ospin. I think that's a very shrewd move, very intelligent in goal. He's quick. 
as well, actually, which is why I like him. So looking forward to seeing one of the stars of the World Cup in the Premier League. Well, I've gone for a player, Bayan Korkic, who's gone to Stoke City. Now, Bayan, if you, if you know any much about this player, he was the youngest ever player to make a debut for Barcelona. He's only 23 years old now mm. still. Um, a player that Mark Hughes, when he was at Manchester City, had his eyes on. Um, he's had a brilliant pre-season for Stoke. He scored in two of three of their pre-season matches. Um, had a, a, a blazing um, review from his first game, his actual debut for Stoke City. I think at £3 million on a four-year contract that's really good business for Stoke City yeah um, I really can't wait to see him and I, I think although he's been around he's been to AC Milan I'm sure Kate will know a little bit more about this as well he's been to uh, a lot of clubs in Italy I actually think the Premier League might suit him well um, Stoke the new playing Stoke because of course Stoke City had a reputation for being quite defensive but Marquise has changed that um, he's trying to play more free-flowing football I think he'll fit into that rather well he is a real steal isn't he and I'm yeah. pleased for Stoke quite limited on spend up to now but that's it's, it's kind of one of those rare occasions where it's a really good value player um, and someone to excite the fans as well I'm going to chuck in another one and tell me when I need to stop talking because she's the one plugged into the talkback today folks so you know what I'm like I'll just carry on talking until tomorrow at 12 midday uh, Stephen Corker uh, yes. a player that I think is yeah. really good value not necessarily for his price but for his age it's good and also the fact that uh, Stephen's left Cardiff he'll be going to QPR working with Rio Ferdinand there I think for him it's a great deal because he gets the chance to unlock his potential for QPR it's a great deal because he will seem relatively cheap if Rio Ferdinand makes a real player out of him um, really good centre-back he's always had that potential and when he was at Tottenham he was lauded and he was lined up for international accolade and he fell by the wayside really at Cardiff a little bit so I'm excited to see him at QPR his middle name's Roy so I'm thinking if he wants to get back into the England team maybe that's the way to do it um, what wasn't so brilliant about Stephen Corker was his welcome to QPR shot, shot so you know all the players have photographs taken when they you know sign for a club and there's one of him stood with his QPR shirt on he's got the scarf above his head and either the, sh the shirt is too short or it's just a bit of a dodgy shot because it's proper non-league stuff <laughs> the, the kind of shirts risen above his belly and there's a little bit of belly fluff showing underneath fluff? yeah a little right. bit of belly fluff okay. showing underneath one of his official signing shots so I, I quite kind of like that about him he clearly doesn't mind too much about what he looks like there were no designer boxes peeking through. It was just pure belly fluff all the way. So well, well done, Stephen Corker, for keeping it real. Before we move on from this topic, I will throw in one more to the mix. Mm. Um, Breda Hangerland going from Fulham to Crystal Palace. I think Tony Pulis has made another great move there. He's yes. a defender I've always rated. And for anyone who plays fantasy football, he gets you a rather lot amount of points as you go on. And certainly a few seasons ago, he was one of my top players having your squad. I think someone agrees with you. If you, yeah. if, if you we've hear got tours that, going on at we've Wembley, got stadium tours and the odd random cheer. So it's not that we've got lots of fans and the odd bit of building work because they're thinking <laughs> of knocking it down and doing it again um, let's get into our live tweets then because we've had a, a few chats about that best buy better buy we'll go on to better buys in just a moment but let's see if there's been any reaction from sean yeah on loads Twitter. of tweets coming through cheers for getting in touch double points if you're supposed to be working and you're, and you're watching <laughs> us um so we'll start with shawnee because he's got the best name here um uh, who's gone for best buy rio ferdinand to oh. qpr and worst buy joe cole uh, mm. So Joe Cole quite injury prone. Maybe that maybe that might not pay off for Aston Villa. Um, uh, Harriet uh, has got one. Uh, all of the Liverpool panic buys uh, <laughs> has been sent in. Um, we've also got Mark O'Neill, who's really put his neck out on the line with the shout here. Um, he said it's too early to judge on best and bad signings, to be honest. And he's also thrown in his thoughts for the title race. He wouldn't look past the top four. So. <laughs> 
you know, very diplomatic, Mark, very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, let's just finish off uh, with uh, Laura Jones, who's gone for uh, the best buys, anyone for Blackpool. As at the moment, obviously, they've only got a, a couple of players. Mm. So anyone they bring in is going to be a good signing for them. Lovely. Thank you, Sean. And you can keep those tweets coming in. Use the hashtag, the Offside Rule Live. And we're at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter. We'd love you to follow us as well. Uh, let's talk about better buys. <laughs> I just say, I love those tweets. Mark, if you're out there, come home and meet my mum. You're like the ideal boyfriend, Mr. Non-Controversial. And sit on the fence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Thanks for those guys. Better buys. We're yes. talking about players that have gone to clubs that we think, actually, there was someone better out there. Uh, it's mm. really easy for us to do. I'm sure managers are just rolling their eyes right now thinking yeah you well, try and do better this. all of them yeah. all of them watching this right now um but let's do it let's do it anyway mm. shall i start us off Go on then. um carl jenkinson who went from arsenal um he's actually gone to west ham on a season long loan now carl jenkinson i'm not saying that he's not a good player i think he's got some great potential however you talk about press conferences did you see his press conference <laughs> how miserable he looked when he was unveiled as a player he looks about as miserable as most of the west ham fans <laughs> to be fair he didn't look very happy about joining west Time on loan, to be honest. Um, and the other thing is to say that he's had a, un, unlike who I was pointing out um, with, with Bayern for Stoke City, he didn't have a very good debut. Mm. He gave away a penalty um, and then got injured. Another injury for West Ham, a hamstring injury. Um, so at the moment, it's touch and go with real start the season. I just have a feeling it's a little bit cursed there. Um, so my suggestion would have if been. Not, Lindsay's just cursed you anyway. <laughs> Sorry, West Ham. <laughs> Well, um, three or four pre-season games he's been in, you know, there have yeah. been, and West Ham haven't done very well, and that's yeah. why I'm saying this. But yeah. um, I actually think that a better player out there is from the Ivory Coast, Serge Aurier. In fact, KP, who's our foreign... Is that how I'm saying that right? Aurier, yeah. Aurier, yeah, good, good. Um, Ivory Coast fullback. I think he would have been a much better suit to West Ham mm. in terms of the type of play. He's a sort of player that makes things happen in the box. He scored around six goals, I think, himself um, last season. Um, and he's, he's had a really good campaign with Toulouse. I really thought, because he was that quite versatile player as well, from central defence to a right-back role as well, I think he would have been a really good purchase. So, uh, Serge, when we're going to miss you in the Premier League. Supporting young English talent there. No, no, <laughs> Ivory Coast. Wipes the floor with Carl Jenkinson <laughs> and brings in an Ivorian instead. Um, I've gone for Ander Herrera. Now, I'm not saying he's not a good signing, first of all. He did really well in the uh, International Champions Cup, didn't he, when uh, Manchester United played Liverpool. Although Liverpool had the kind of best of the first half. Ander Herrera and Wayne really were two of the stars for Man U that shined in the second half. So I'm not debating that he's not a good player, but what I'm debating is the price, £29 million pounds yeah. for him. And he's not particularly proven. He has had a great good, a great pre-season. It's not just the International Champions Cup that he's shone in, but I think that that £29 million could have been better spent on a central defender. Really worried about Chris Smalling and Phil Jones. The, the, the future of the England team there, possibly, and they look incredibly frail. They need some guidance. They need some maturity now that Rio Ferdinand's gone. Who's going to show them the way in that Van Gaal setup? Um, or the money could have been better spent on Arturo Vidal, quite frankly, because I would love to see him in the Premier League. Uh, it was standout for Juve last season for Antonio Conte's team there. Great for Chile at the World Cup as well. Would have been around the same price, you know, yeah. as Herrera. And Herrera might be a little bit younger, I think. Um, but I would have been really excited in, in that centre midfield role anyway to see Vidal there instead. And if we're talking about absurd amounts of money, we can't let this go without reflecting on the championship slightly for a second. The team that were in the Premier League last season, Fulham, who got relegated to the championship, spent, get this, £11 million. £11 million 
on Ross McCormack, a player that's never played in the Premier League, isn't proven in the Premier League. Um, I just think it's an absurd amount of money. I'm going to write a letter to points of view. It's so <laughs> outrageous. And when I, when I give you the example as well of, of Bayan Kerkic, who's played at Barcelona, yeah. the youngest player to make his debut for them, and he costs three million for Stoke, I think that gives you the, the contrast there of how ridiculous mm. and ludicrous that is. I'm not saying that Ross McCormack isn't a good player, but £11 million, never in a million years. <laughs> never. <laughs> Lindsay Hooper's told it straight there. Have I got time for another quick one? No, I think oh. we're going to have to leave it there, I'm afraid. I've no heard worries. in my ear. I've got <laughs> sort of ground control saying, no, move on. Uh, we're going to go and show you a little bit about Brazil now because we were at the World Cup mm -hmm. during the summer um, and we, we had a great time. We oh, followed England brilliant. around. England, mm, we, were, we were... Well, it was a bit rubbish, really. Yeah, but we were disappointed. Yeah, but what was kind of jammy for us is that we were so taken along with the spirit of Brazil and we sincerely mean this as well. We had an excellent time out there because of the way that the Brazilians welcomed us with open arms and the atmosphere there. It sounds a bit frivolous, for, you know, for me to say, but we almost didn't worry too much about England because we were sort of we riding, on the, that when we riding on the crest of a World Cup wave, weren't we, really? Yeah, we sort of mourned when we got back, but out there we had lots of fun and we hope that you get to see that yourselves because this is a little montage of our time in Brazil during the summer at the World Cup. Hello, I'm Lindsay and this is Kate and we're two-thirds of the Offside Rule, we get it and we thought what better time to launch a YouTube channel than when the World Cup was on in Brazil. frustrating players man and then the opposition appeals so no I think the poem is great um, and certainly it's very clear to everyone watching the Let's go have a disco. <laughs> 
It's been disappointing on a football perspective, but it's the Brazil, it's Brazil, it's, it's the World Cup. Well, look at us, you catch us, the offside rule, we get it, enthusiasts. Here in Bouzios, there's a massive contingent of Argentinians who've just watched their side squeeze through to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Thank you very much for watching. It's the offside rule in Brazil. See you soon. Back memories, doesn't it? Loads of memories. I'm pleased that we've got that. I'm just yeah. going to watch that at home every night for the There's next few nights. There's lots of dancing fans. None of us drinking any caipirinhas, which is I was drinking a lot of caipirinhas, <laughs> just not in the VT. But. Some of your football skills with a Z on the end. Oh, no, I could only serve, couldn't I? Which, <laughs> they, and it, actually, I say I could only. The boys really weren't including me other than letting me serve it over the net, so I got a bit frustrated with that one. We had such a good time out there. And if you actually pop onto our YouTube page, uh, the Offside Royal TV, you'll see loads of Brazil stuff there. Yes. Um, um, thank you for checking out this video and it does mean that you will be able to do that you'll be able to see more videos on our YouTube page mm. it's forward slash the offside world TV there's some other Brazil ones there so uh, please make sure you check them out we have got Kate Partridge with us to give us a preview to all things Europe because it's not of course just the Premier League that's going on right now keep your tweets coming in because she's got some interesting stuff to say uh, let's start with Bundesliga shall we Kate Hello there guys, well as you can imagine and as you remember last season whenever I was calling in it was always about Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich, yeah. Bayern Munich <laughs> and with seven weeks to go they wrapped up victory, they, they, they clinched the championship, they then did the double as well but the one thing that they couldn't do, Pep Guardiola couldn't repeat the feat that Jörg Hankies had done which is, which is the treble so and then that was the big issue in the fact that when it came to the Champions League they lost out to, they lost out to Real Madrid so when it comes to Bundesliga, yes, they were champions. They, they left Dortmund 19 points behind. They had incredible goal difference. So what do they do? They, they decide they're going to shore up their opportunities for next season. So well in advance, everybody knew about the big prenup. They, they bought Robert Lewandowski. So it's looking like Bayern. Can they then go back? Can they repeat their treble this season? Can they do the double? Can they, can they repeat their feats? It looks very much like they'll be back on to, to do at least maybe at least two of those. And poor Borussia Dortmund losing Lewandowski. I mean, they, they were actually giving them a good run. We had the All-German Champions League final two years ago. Do you think that's going to affect uh, Borussia? Uh, I, I would imagine so. But what they've done, they, they knew that this was going to happen. This was the prenup that was long in the pipeline. So they went out and they bought Torino's Ciro Immobile. He was actually the top scorer in Serie A last season. And then they've also gone out and they got Adrian Ramos as well, who was from Hertha Berlin, who was one, also a very good scorer in the Bundesliga. So they've gone out with a, like a double-pronged effect to make up for the fact that Lewandowski mm. has gone. Let's hope it's not like Spurs, though, you where they lose, can... lose a big player and they buy lots of sort of, yes, we're going to be great again, players. It doesn't quite work. Yeah. But you can't really see, I can't really see Bayern not winning. And if you yeah. look at the spine of their team, you frankly make up most of the Germany team as well. Six of the players for Bayern Munich are in the Germany yeah. team. Winning mentality, both on, a, on an international and a domestic front. I, I can't really see them doing anything else other than victory this season. And let's get a quick word as well on Spain, because we saw what happened at the World Cup. I think that's having a knock-on effect throughout La Liga as well. I know they've got a lot of foreign imports that, like the Premier League has, mm -hmm. but a lot of the Spanish contingents, it's a worrying time in, in Spain. Do you think it's going to be an exciting season ahead in the La Liga? Well, it was certainly an exciting season last season, yeah, wasn't it? Particularly yeah. at the end with three of them going for it, which was fantastic because then you had Atletico Madrid coming in and breaking up the duopoly between the two teams. The first team in 10 years, it wasn't Barcelona and Real Madrid to, to clinch the title. 
Whether they'll be able to do it this time round, though, of course, I mean, that's they've lost some of their main players. They've lost Diego Costa, Courtois. They've, everybody's gone to Chelsea, basically, yeah, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. The big threesome have it's gone back. It's interesting how many La Liga players have come back over here. Actually, well, not back over here, have come over here. We, we, I don't think ever before we've attracted as many La Liga players as we have done this season. Maybe it's because they sense that it's a bit more wide open. Barcelona no longer dominant. Real Madrid no longer dominant. Well, Barcelona also have a new coach as well, and they have Luis Enrique, and he used to be the manager of Celta Vigo, and they actually beat Real. They beat them 2-0, which ensured that they didn't win the title. So which is quite intriguing, really, as Enrique used to play for both Barca and Real Madrid. So he had a foot in both camps. But having particularly good managerial experience with Celta means that they brought him through. So Barca, they you know, they have a new manager, but they also have a star player coming through, which I'm sure you know about, Kate, being a Liverpool fan. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So £75 million, but he doesn't play until the end of October, which is the key point. Yes, but lovely. apparently just in time for, I think it's El Clasico. Yes. So could yes. you imagine? have dental issues. OK, well, but, thank yeah. you very much. We're going to have to move on, but we'll We'll come back to you to hear about Syria and French League a bit later, but we need to get in because it's only yes. 30 minutes. It's all the lights go out and all sorts of things. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to talk about title runaways next. Yeah. Um, and the, the agenda for this is that we can go for any league across the entire planet, world, mm-hmm. if you can find one on Mars, good luck. Um, but I just want any league where a team is going to win by five points or more. They're going to mm. run away with a league. Who have you gone for? Seth Blatter, by the way, is setting up a uh, Martian League. Uh, yeah, with Richard Branson's comments. After yeah, Richard Branson's um, on the moon. I've yeah. got a couple. I'll only mention one. The quick one I was going to mention, PSG are going to dominate league uh, again, and Kate will talk more about that later on, I'm sure. I've gone obvious here, but yeah. I, I've got some great reasons why. Chelsea are going to win the Premier League by five points or more. OK, I'll tell you why. Jose I think Mourinho, it's going to be he's got a no, no, no. He's got a point to prove, OK? He will not be usurped again, particularly not when he's up against so many of his old battle foes or people that he's got history. Van Gaal comes into Manchester United. Who came into Barcelona when Bobby Robson was there? Mourinho was working underneath him. Van Gaal came in <laughs> to Barcelona. Yeah. Um, he loves Mourinho, by the way. He's got a huge amount of respect for him. And he said that he started to respect him within a few minutes of being at Barca because Mourinho kicked off massively, very loyal to Bobby Robson, kicked off massively um, because of the arrival of Van Gaal, which he hadn't known about before. So there's a bit of a score there as well. I think Mourinho is going to be really looking forward to coming up against Van Gaal. Potter- can, I, can I interject as well yeah. about Van Gaal? this is complete aside but have you seen the picture of him meeting David Beckham and they have the same haircut (laughs) Ryan Giggs is in the back of the picture it is really (laughs) funny they have the same haircut but yes okay so So you're saying Chelsea scores to settle okay Pellegrini remember what what, what happened Chelsea beat Manchester City twice last season remember that handshake where uh, in October Mourinho threw himself into the crowd in celebration which really wound up Pellegrini Um, Brendan Rodgers worked under Mourinho at Chelsea it's like a little web of intrigue this it really really is so I think Mourinho wants to get one up on all of those characters. He's a man of immense pride. He's got a point to prove. He's going to make sure, and the signings, we all know about that. He's going to make sure he does it this season. And he's going to do it in style. Five points clear, at least, for me. Um, I'm with you on Chelsea. I tipped Chelsea last season on the podcast, didn't I? Yeah, I did um, as well, I, I actually think that Chelsea... Nice for you to get that in there. <laughs> um, I actually think Chelsea might win, but I don't think it will be by five points or more. I think it might be another thrilling season in the Premier League where it goes right down to the last mm. day. I'm going to go lower than that. I'm going to go down to League One because I got used to League One. <laughs> I got acquainted with it because I'm a Wolves fan. Um, and now we're back in the Championship. I thought, you know what, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to know about teams. I think Sheffield United are going to run away mm. with League One because Nigel Clough, towards the end of the season when he came in there, has done wonders. They went on that amazing FA Cup run. Mm. They had a really good end to the season and I think they'll pick up where they left off. I'm hearing as well from a few sources and journos and different people up in Sheffield that 
their pre-season campaign has gone really well. I'm I'm really confident that Sheffield yeah. United will will run away. Having a few connections there myself, I've heard a few very positive whispers. It's nice that Nigel Clough has finally come into his own because he was a bit of a bogey manager. He'd do really well and then he'd do disastrably, and, or 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 his team would get relegated. So I'm, I'm I'm pleased for him that it's working. Would love him to carry that on, and yeah, it'd be really nice for a team mm. like Sheffield United. And it was it was interesting for Nigel Clough with with Derby County because I, I felt sorry for him at the time. I thought he was a bit harshly done by because he'd done wonders with their academy and brought players mm. through like Will Hughes and, and different young players and talent but equally Steve McLaren made a, a good mark there and who mm. knows about Derby County this mm. season how they will get on but a couple of contenders in yes. League One though uh, Preston yes. and Bristol City yes. a team that someone near us right now knows a lot about yes should we go to him go on then okay uh, <laughs> Sean Thorne has got some more of your live tweets Sean I'm glad someone gave Bristol City <laughs> finally I was shaking your head all through your Sheffield United thing uh, Lindsay sorry about that um, but a lot of people are with UK on the on the tweets uh, in terms of Chelsea running away with it. Food Madman, he's been on, and uh, he said that now Mourinho's made some great signings. Mm. He thinks that they're going to run away with the Premier League this season. Deflected is also going along a similar lines, saying that, he, that Jose's now built a new solid spine to add to the flair as well. Um, two Johnnies, two completely different Johnnies, have gone for Norwich. <laughs> so there you go, a little bit of a bonus there. Uh, Michael Henson's gone for Berry as well. And Chris has stuck two quid on Brentford to win the championship at 40 to 1. I think that's a, Ooh, that's a bit of a long shot. To win the championship? To win the championship, I know. Brentford in the Premier no, League. No, they've only no? just got there. No, 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 for me, sorry. Maybe not. And in terms of our last topic as well, best yeah. buy, better buys, were the, we didn't really get many better buys. Were there any that people were saying? A lot of people thinking that... Too much has been paid for Luke Shaw. That yes, has been the overall, million, the overall conversation pounds. there. But I think in terms of the closeness of the Premier League this year, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed if they're going to be expecting it to go to the wire like it did last season. I think Chelsea are going to run away with oh, it this year. Okay. My my own heart. Thanks, Thank Sean. you very much, Sean. Well, you can get in touch at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter. You can also use the hashtag, the Offside Rule Live. I'm going to have to beckon. I'm hoping that you're going to do a swap over because we've not got much time to turn around. But um, we've got the Offside Rule Live. I'm also directing this live as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but get in touch and give us your thoughts on anything that we've mentioned. And if you just want to say hello and you've retweeted and you've publicised a little bit of what we're doing today, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Partridge, we've got you back in because we very quickly want to talk as well about the other two European teams that we cover. Um, we've got Lord James, who does League One, and we also have, um, in Syria, we've got Mina, haven't we, Rizuki? We so exactly what's the, the flavour over in those countries at the moment? I would say with Serie A, the the big issue is over the change of management at Juventus because you had Antonio Conte, three titles, absolutely ran away with it, fantastic character, everybody loved him. The implications on the betting in the fact that he managed to uh, turn a blind eye, but that was was all the fans kind of said, well, you know, we'll make sure that we don't don't really kind of implicate him, Mm. We, we still love him. He then, three titles... He, he then decides that he's going to leave. So now we have Massimiliano Allegri coming in. He used to be the manager of AC Milan. He's come in and everybody's looking at him going, will he be able to do it? We're not sure. There's unrest in the team. Meanwhile, then you've got Roma, who was 17 points behind. But they've got Rudy Garcia, who was their coach, who was the young up-and-coming guy at Lille, did the double with them. Roma started brilliantly and then they started to tail off at the end. So mm. what's, what are their chances? And then, of course, there's Napoli as well. The Coppa Italia winners. Yeah. They have Rafael Benitez. They, they hung on to, is it uh, Jose Callejon? He was a fantastic scorer. So it's among those, they were the, the three top guys. Is it going to be the same again? Can Juventus go for a fourth without Conte? Mm. Time will tell. Whilst we're on Italy, I really want to talk about this picture that Ashley Cole had with his Roma teammate. Yeah, looking at the distance. Yeah, he looked like he on was the side. the distance, on the sidelines. <laughs> he looked like he had the magic sponge, didn't he? He didn't like he was actually playing he was just on the sidelines is that quite a telling picture 
Uh, I, pictures, are, they always say, tell a thousand words, but I think it's a case of context, isn't it, really? They might have turned around. Maybe you didn't understand Italian for please stand at the back row. It, you know, there you go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You were standing there waiting for a prompt yeah. and you went sort of presto, hop it on. You Maybe go. he's just not used to being not the star attraction. I don't know. I, could, I, I mean, Italian men, egos, I, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Well, a we shall bit. see. I mean, he said he wanted to learn Italian, which I think is highly commendable. To it's going to take him a while, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I still Shame think that a Premier League team, coming back to an earlier topic, I still think a Premier League team could have made real use of Ashley Cole on maybe a two-year contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think. I think. I think Liverpool could have been a great shout for Ashley Cole personally. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I was, I was really, I'm just really surprised he actually left England. Yeah. Um, more than anything else, not just the Premier League, just to move mm. to move away from England completely. But maybe he wanted a fresh start because of all the other yeah. things that have happened in his life. Who knows? Maybe. He could have gone to France. Yes, fantastic segue. She was looking at France. Fantastic. Well, PSG won it last season, didn't they? And yeah. then, and then, but you look at the goals. They came mainly from where were the goals mainly from? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he was fantastic. But I think that Monaco really missed Radamel Falcao, and this was the big issue. He played in a cup game at the end of January in a, in a fourth-tier cup game, and I think it was Claudio Ranieri who said, uh, "Yes, well, I've let him play. Mm. He gets injured." I'd imagine being Claudio Ranieri having to go up and explain to a Russian chairman, "Your fifty million pound signing is, is injured." In playing in a what? In a fourth year cup mm. game. And of course, they didn't even win the French Cup either. Mm. Right, so yeah. that didn't go down particularly well. But a case of then, he's come back. But of course, guess who's left Monaco? James. James, James. exactly. He's <laughs> gone as well. I saw that goal in Brazil. Oh, the I Uruguay mean, goal, yeah. the volley, and the amazing the volley. volley. The amazing, amazing volley. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's a case of could Monaco mm. then maybe creep back up on PSG? I don't think so. I but think also, Katie, are Monaco going to hang on to Falcao? Well. He's just come back, hasn't he? Yeah, but and I he's only know. just come back. I mean, he was in—he played in the cup, didn't he? When he was at the Emirates, and uh, they beat Arsenal. So, will he stay there? I think he will. And there's quite a lot of temptations. Would you stay in Monaco? I think I, I think I'd stay in Monaco. I think I could be I tempted to, to stay in Monaco. <laughs> um, that's pretty much the end of the broadcast for us. Um, I just wanted to make a quick mention because we have lots of football contributors, lots of writers um, on the website, don't we? So let's give them as a bit of a plug. Um, in fact, you've got a Euro Bites um, preview, and you've got lots of things up there on the website. So KP's up there. We've got some great writers there. Offside podcast.com we're always looking for talent uh, in this operation as always well. we must thank talent. everyone who's been involved in the show today everyone works very very hard for us yes I want to say a big thank you to everyone we've had Russell Martin and his team here um, making all this go live to YouTube um, all of our volunteers thank you so much for making this happen um, hopefully you've enjoyed it as a bit of a flavour of what will come in the new season you can follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod we're on Facebook Harriet give me the thumbs up if we've now got an Instagram account we have an Instagram account as well. Okay. Things keep moving, keep moving, don't they? <laughs> uh, we'll be back. We're going to have two weeks. We'll come back after the start of the Premier League season mm. with a whole season ahead with Hayley McQueen uh, talking football. We'll have lots of random topics as usual. It's like a good gossip with a bunch of women at the pub, I think, at basically. So if you're yeah. not the usual person to hang out with a bunch of women talking football at the pub, do come and join the conversation. Yeah, and keep those coming in as well with the hashtag Offside Rule Live, the Offside Rule Live, to let us know what you thought of the broadcast and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Am I okay to say goodbye, everybody? Everyone's saying yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) The female take on football.